Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sorry, am I, am I wasting time? I'm not wasting time. Hey, everybody, let's start a podcast. Before we begin, let us do some, let us give thanks. <laughs> I gotta shuffle my papers for let us give thanks. Gooder sunglasses, people, fit, function, fashion, and fun friendly. Fund friendly. Those are the words that describe the best thing you can put on your face. Gooder sunglasses offer all the best in style and protection for your peepers at pennies on the dollar. Get to Gooder.com today. Also, Scratch Labs, people, you know you need to get your hands on some spiced cider flavored hydration before it disappears. You know you do. Hurry your ass up, though, because the final bags are making their way to Lucky Homes to keep things warm and toasty on those harsh outdoor rides or even better post-ride warm-ups. Trust me, that shit is really good. Get to scratchlabs.com today and make sure to stock up. Also, look for the brilliant spiced apple donut recipe you can make with it. Not fried, baked spiced apple donuts. Serious. Ambassador Cycling, people. Get fit to get fit. You know your body changes, right? Not just size, if you're me. Pressure points, shifts, uh, stress joints change and don't even get me started on aging. Make sure you are up to date with proper position on the bike with Ambassador Cycling. Sam can help you with your new bikes, your existing bike, or even alternative bikes in your stable. Alternative bikes, that is a whole different kind of... Never mind. AmbassadorCycling.com. And finally, competitive cyclist people. Sure, we believe the LBS here at Pack Filler, but sometimes... The things you need aren't available. That's where our friends at Competitive Cyclists can help. Use the link at packfiller.com to make sure that what you need is available in time for your upcoming training and spring events. So, there we go. I said it all. Let's do this. I might omit out the horns in the future. Do you think we're getting tired of the horns? Or do you just do we, we need? We've got two members of royalty in here. Yeah. Very good point. Very good point. I was wondering why you were looking at your watch when you said that. I was like, for now? I mean, it's like something going to happen in the next <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds. Should have cemented that window off. There. Yeah. Something coming through for you. <laughs> They're coming in. They're storming the castle. Hey, uh, can I say... Uh, what am I? Can I say this to you? Just the 
I'm trying to read my own notes. Um, I guess I'm saying, can I say the studio and bar are just about there? Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast coming to you from... It's official. Coming to you from... Here it is. The upgraded and renamed Rim Break Bar... Yes. <laughs> With within the Arrive Studios, so the entire entity and the other room is going to be a larger video-based studio for for mechanical shit and stuff like that. So that's going to be another realm of the studios. So we're going to have multiple studios. So we're going to call the entity the Rim Break Studio. I mean, the oh shit, the Arrive Studios. But this is the Rim Break Bar, everybody. It won. It won the votes. And Jackson looks like he's already upset. Yeah. He's not. not but you can have disc breaks over where all the grease is. Yeah, I'm not. T- I'm not touching the bar if it's Rim Break. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we got to do is we got to uh, we got to maybe post on the on the door of shame some just some old school Rim Breaks. I've got some Campanola Nuevos. That we could put I have Modolo Speedies, Modolo but I gave speedies. them away. I have a Modolo Speed. I have With Corky. Yeah. They didn't stop. No, God. they didn't. No. That Cork showed you if you're a man. <laughs> you just grab and go, oh, fuck. <laughs> that was basically <laughs> all they were good was. for. Oh, yeah, they looked cool. They though. didn't last long. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, worked terrible. for Sean Kelly. Uh-huh. Yeah, it did. But, yeah. Uh, so we are, I had to stop. I had to stop the, the the theme in order to mention the official title name of it. Um, I do want to thank, before I even get into the show, I want to thank some friends of mine um, who uh, this this flooring in here is, is – um, uh, a big help from some friends of mine over at Perspective LLC, Perspective Flooring. They gave me a little copy to read, and I'm going to do that right now because this was they. I got a scorching deal on this. As the owner of a sales agency for top commercial flooring manufacturers, they connect to products to people who work, live, play, learn, design, and install commercial flooring in the education, healthcare, corporate, hospitality, and government segments in Eastern Washington, Northern Idaho. In Montana, big thanks to Heather and Grant at Perspective LLC. That because without them, we'd still be on plywood, and yeah. and and installing this this stuff was a lot of fun. It's a it's a like a like a workout room, rubber yeah. dance floor, and it's it's great because when Paul breaks classes, they might just they bounce. bounce back up. <laughs> Just, just if sure we can only get the liquid to bounce, yeah. <laughs> we might be good to go. So there we go. New walls, doors, flooring, and some equipment upgrades in the studio. Hence, we we decided to uh, throw the rename in. And it's so weird that the theme's not playing anymore. But I don't want to start it all over, so I'm not going to. We are preparing for a multitude of offerings in 2022, you guys, including some great video segments, monthly news and commentary. Of course, the regular Pack Filler podcast episodes, new interviews, collaborations with friends, and all the things that make up the two-wheeled lifestyle. Tell your friends, Pack Filler's continuing to grow. Stay tuned. Put Pack Filler on your home screen. You should just do that, don't you think? When people say, what, what the fuck is that? And you just go, whoa, let me sit down and tell you. <laughs> About these beer drinking assholes who talk about bikes. <laughs> we are live right now on YouTube, Vimeo, or Vimeo. I don't know what the fuck that name company is, and Facebook. So let's see who's with us. Howie, he's the reason the bar got his name. I wonder if he uh, feels any pressure now. Let's welcome to the show, Paul Maine. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. Yeah. yeah. How's the back, dude? Well, I went and saw Sam. Yay! Because, yeah. Where's well, my bike bell? That's it, yeah. right there, yeah. It, yeah, I. He didn't want to fit me. He's already done that once, yeah, and he's yeah. like, "No, that 
That was too much work. That's beyond help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You some are things a can't lost be fixed. Cause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they his boss Jeff worked on me first, and then the next day Sam came in and he gave me a bunch of exercises, and they seem to be helping. I'm still struggling really? a little bit. Yeah, but it, you know, before I was, you know, wearing pajamas in the na- daytime and yeah. counting the afternoons with <laughs> coffee spoons. <laughs> And T.S. Eliot. You know, oh my so. God, we're going on a on a crash test dummies references yeah. tonight. So uh, nobody's. I really that. was. I was laid up. I was laid up oh, for uh, last two weekends. I just stayed in bed the whole time. Shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm walking around. I'm at work. Yeah. Um, I just have pinched nerve over there. So That's what it was. They just yeah. had pinched. But nerve. you know, I was having muscle spasms on top of that, and oh. then. Now, because of great direction from Tailwind, yeah. um, I don't have any spasms, but I can catch myself every once in a while because I get pretty complacent. It's like, oh, I'll reach for that. Whoa. Really? Boom. Yeah. Well, is there a timeline, do you think? Or is it when just... When it's better. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Shit. I, yeah. I, I finally said, screw it, um, and hopped on the trainer yesterday and today. Yeah. Wow. So... God, there goes my window of opportunity. Uh, second, he's our social media director, creative director, and the fastest guy in the room, Mr. Jackson Bulger. How are you, dude? Doing well, thanks. Yeah. 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 Not a lot going on. That's about it. All right, there we go. <laughs> me, I'm the idiot who decided that podcasting would be a fun hobby back in 1999, and now look at me. Yeah. I put all the money into the studio like a dumb <laughs> shit. Uh, I'm Pat Bulger. Hey, uh, Jack's not here. Jack is in um, Hoquim. I keep Hoquim. calling it Squim. Hoquim. Hoquim. Hokimwim, Hokwim. It's like me and Pogachar for a long time. I can't yep. say Hok. Is it's not Hokwim? Hokwim. Hokwim. I believe so. And you know, Jack's going to correct us when he comes oh, back. Yeah. Oh gonna, yeah, you guys are idiots. He's going to live text us while yeah. he listens to the show uh, tomorrow afternoon. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be just like and just random texts from Jack. Oh, yeah. Just kind of like how he does the show. Uh, gentlemen, how's the training going? We got Paul's update on training. Mm-hmm. He he got on. His back's getting better. He's been on a couple times. Jackson Bulger, how's it been, man? Good. Three a week. Uh, calisthenics on Monday. Racing on Wednesday and whatever the hell on the weekend. Um, so you raced last Wednesday? You did? Yeah, I did. I oh, raced okay. uh, Tour de Zwift stage. Um, oh, you were telling me about that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I got maybe like top 30 and there were like 140 people there. Wow. So I'm proud of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was like the end. That last lap was a like. So tell me what hot the, lap. Tell me what the course was, and tell me was it open like 140 people just random, or was it categorized? Yeah, so it was categorized um, in, and we it was uh, it was really just like a crit, but it had like kind of a little riser near the end. Um, was it, it the crit town course? It wasn't. Oh, it was that like, one's broken. Oh man, it's fast. Yeah, it was on like Mercari Island. I don't know. That's oh, probably okay. the incorrect pronunciation, yeah. but um, it's like Zwift's newest area um and it was it was fun it was like it was hard though yeah yeah um i'm I'm happy i'm doing them though because the best way to in my like for me at least the best way to one motivate me is for competition but two like to prepare for a race scenario is to like race obviously they're so different absolutely but but still it's the closest you're gonna get right now yeah yeah unless you're doing cross yeah and uh yeah you and I were having a conversation right. about uh, getting a winter bike together, so that... Oh, wait, I'm going to talk about that here in a second. Then I'll leave yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, me, I... Uh, what did I do this week? I think I got, like, uh, 
four workouts in. Oh, I thought you could say four beers. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hell, that's a given. That's tonight. No, um, I I managed uh, four training days. I did as I did a Zwift race on Saturday. Sorry to upset you, Paul, mm-hmm. about that. But um, I I did downgrade a category. I'm not gonna lie. Nothing I'm not wrong. gonna lie. I, I, I wasn't gonna tell anybody, not but I did ground it, downgrade a category. Zwift Power let me do it, and they didn't upgrade me immediately after finishing, which means I've lost fitness since the last time I raced on Swift. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, that's about where you belong, loser. No, um, <laughs> and I I got fourth in that in that race, so that was that was all right. Um, it was like you say, Jackson. It's it's a it's kind of a nice way to get something. Mm-hmm. in you know i and i i really love the system intervals and training things like that but um i i did like the fact that in this race it was just, it was a 20 mile no it was 18 mile race and uh i liked it it's at a couple points i was just like maybe i should just call it a day i mean i i'm not you know i got i, I fell off the lead of the 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 group with the guys in the higher category maybe i just suck and i should just quit which made me realize I was pushing myself hard enough. Mm-hmm. So, shit, I guess this is fitness. And then, you know, and so the person who won my my category, and I keep saying age group, but my category was, it made it stuck with that front group. So it was about, that person was about a minute or so ahead of me. But, hmm. And then there was a sprint from about five or six of us, and I apparently got third. There yeah. you go. There you go. Um, I did um, I did strength training. <laughs> Oh fuck! This is my reality check for me. I did strength training, and um, and it was like one of those. I, I when you restart a uh, a system training program, it kind of gives you the learn the moves. Of yeah. the blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I was sore for two days I'm after the moves? After, after a twelve minute uh, strength training program, mm-hmm. just from lunges uh-huh. and and stuff like that. And I'm like, Pat, buddy, buddy. Get your shit together. You have to do this. And then I was putting the flooring in here on Sunday, and I had twitchy sleep on Sunday because my hands were so shredded from cutting. And and oh my god, I was just I was I was terrible. So anyway, um, it was yeah. I, I it's a wake up call. It's a huge wake up call. So I'm gonna just drink another sip of wine. Uh, Jackson, okay, so let's get to it. You did desire, you did mention, and this this surprised the shit out of me. A desire to actually train outside, yeah, and on a winter bike, yeah. Um, I I think I mentioned this like a lot recently, but uh, living in Portland is not the same living here. Nope, uh, especially weather wise. Uh, I was looking recently. My girlfriend and I were, and um, the weather is it's like almost 60s in portland right now like it's it's jackson you can't look you can't look i'm well i'm never going back but it's it's like oh that that weather is why i now it's why i realized the fact that i trained i never stopped training outside like it was august to august always outside mind you i would come here during the summers but Mm -hmm. still um and i miss it i miss it there's no i like i have no motivation i haven't ridden outside since october that sucks and I'm ready to just <laughs> I'm ready to go back outside I don't know how leg warmers are gonna do um but you know I'm ready to just you don't have tights I don't have full tights no oh shit you can't go outside in leg warmers right now well you that's know that's all I have 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't have any tights. You're, but you. I have ossos. I'm there. holding my nether regions right now just well, to keep not, them it, warm because I'm thinking of you guys. That becomes a problem when it's 20 degrees. When I rode around 20 degrees, then you have a problem of that area getting, you but know, a little. I mean, even. Th- really? Yeah. A mm-hmm. below th- 40 degrees. I'm like, give me the full tights, man. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean. Sometimes you got to do with what you got. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. But I'm right now just willing to just brave the cold because you're going to warm up eventually. Absolutely. Yeah. Just ride harder. Yeah. You get cold. <laughs> You've seen me do that. Yeah. No, I have seen mm-hmm. you do that, but I'm just worried about, you know, the potential of Bits even close off. to grandchildren <laughs> because it's going to be... <laughs> It broke. Uh, sorry, honey. I, I rode outside, and and my it doesn't work anymore. Uh, wow. Okay. So, um, what do you need to properly ride uh, besides tights? What What are you thinking of? I mean, and between the both of us, um, the three of us, what do you consider like a winter riding setup? And you were you were talking about building up a separate bike. Yeah, so I have um, my f- former road bike, um, which was it's like a Trek Madone two point three. So it's like it's it's fully aluminum. It's one o sure. it's one o five, and to me, like that is perfect right there because it's aluminum, so it can take all of that beating of the winter weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus one o five, the group set of the people that can take the beating. <laughs> group set of the people, <laughs> <laughs> but like I've had that same group set for nine years now yeah and i it doesn't skip it's never been changed it's like works so well yeah and so it's like it can take all that stuff and so i fenders depends on where you live i think um but yeah i think that's where i'm gonna go you're not gonna fender up this time of year you don't really when everything's frozen you don't really need it yeah it i think it depends more when you get towards like the melting phase of everything mm-hmm. and the rainy phase of it that's when you kind of need them more but right now it's just dry and cold as hell did you fender in portland um only on my gravel bike uh just because it's portland and it's if you ride off road it's like the muddiest place in the world yeah um but not on my road bike i never did it on my road bike. you didn't and i only got wet like well i i never rode in the rain because that's stupid um but like <laughs> mud, muddy. I only got muddy like once. Really? Yeah. Would you ever consider Paul a, a, a like a winter riding setup? And if so, what would it consist of? I I'd always used to have like two road bikes, and it was yeah. the the older of the two, and that's all I rode. Um, and, you know, as in gear, as in kit, I always battled problems with the gloves, but you know, yeah. booties. Uh, I do have when it gets below freezing. I do have a pair of uh, wool tights that I wear. That's when you have to. But above freezing, God. then I won't. You still have wool tights? Yeah. Are they old? Like super old? Um, yeah, they're they're old polyzumis from the yeah. first like 1988 is when I bought them. They got a giant hole in the crotch from the saddle and stuff, <laughs> but they still work. I mean, the you know the what you want to do yeah. is protect your legs. So. I've and I've s- crashed a couple of times, and they've been sewed up. And- I have s- not only some old Giordana somewhere, uh, wool tights, but I also still have the World Championships uh, suspenders because they did they weren't bib tights back. Back then, hey you boys, it's, 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 it's 
It's yeah, hey, you boys. I had wool tights and the and the and the and the wool championship suspenders because they didn't make the the bib tights and oh my god. I had a pair of Vittoria Giannis like that. Remember Vittoria Gianni? No. They were um they had like a bunch of I I can't remember. Somebody they've been renamed. Oh my god. And there's somebody who's out there now, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Brent is telling us and I actually completely (laughs) agree with what he's saying. Best purchase I made was winter cycling shoes, especially where he lives. Yeah. In Jackson's monitoring the YouTube feed, by the way. So yeah. In Vermont. Yeah, I've I've mm-hmm. see. Okay, this is a wait a specific winter cycling shoe. Yeah, because yeah, 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 there are some brands like Forty Five Degree North that make like winter. CD shoes. always made yeah. some too. Yeah. yeah, um, but like the idea of a fat bike has seemed kind of interesting to me lately, just because like it's. I was gonna ask this. This is really yeah. It's well, it's way snowier here, and like it, you yeah. can almost get like you can almost guarantee that some sort of snow is going to come yeah mm-hmm. and so like having that all like all do it winter bite sure. in my eyes i think would be kind of cool and like a winter shoe for that i see all the pros have ian boswell ted but king are you gonna ride that much to justify a 250 300 riding uh winter shoe yeah that's true i would rather spend that on a pair of tights because tights are pretty damn near the same cost they're expensive as hell and that's see that's another thing that i've got this sport this is such a stupid sport (laughs) (laughs) my god (laughs) but really yeah Yeah. so a good a really good pair of tights is going to be that much yeah oh yeah well yeah for sure paul i remember i did have a pair of descent uh ones that were they were blue you know, they were just kind of the pants with the nylon shell over the front yeah, of them. Yeah. I wore them as sweats. With the windbreaker. Yeah, I wore them as sweats. Mm-hmm. I didn't wear them as, as cycling. And I wore them mm-hmm. everywhere. I Everywhere. I, uh, yeah, that was just my, my pair of shoes I wore. Um, I'm, I I have the my old steel Harry Gary frame mm-hmm. that I'm, I have all dialed in. And I'm, I'm going to convert to a, a winter uh, road bike. But, but the more I think about it, the Am I really gonna? How, what kind of a commitment do you make for a winter ride? When you're gathering all your gear, you're looking for your shoe covers. I have a pair of neoprene shoe covers. Um, you know, I used to have a pair of fleece line shoe covers, which were even neoprene yeah. and fleece line. They were just. Um, I I find all that stuff. I do all that stuff. I get the kit on. It takes me thirty minutes to find all the shit and put it on. And then I go out for an hour and a half ride. Are we really is, I mean, seriously, I mean, are you better off just going downstairs or into your space and, and hopping on the trainer and cranking out some intervals? There is, in, okay, I know, I know you're going to agree with me on this, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. They're going to they're yeah. gonna agree with each other. There is not a better feeling in the world than riding your bike outdoors. Yep. Getting that like wind on your face, feeling like, especially like in the Who like when it's, I, this is what <laughs> riding outside did to me. But like mm-hmm. getting that feeling in the winter where like it almost like you're breathing so hard and like the cold air like destroys your lungs, <laughs> taste blood, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's terrible, but it's also like exhilarating at the yeah. same time. Wow, I have 
tons tons of rides you know and and well there was one time it was zero degrees and but sunny we had a cold snap and yeah. just dismount dave because we planned on a ride and he goes he called me up he's sure you want to ride i said yeah and so he rode down to my house and he goes dude it is freaking freezing out there oh man and i said you know i'm calling all kinds of names and stuff yeah. and saying he's weak <laughs> and we headed down from my place. You dropped down to downtown. We hit downtown. I had an ice cream headache. It was so cold, the descents. And I said, I got to warm up. Let's go up. We went up Monroe, which is, a, <laughs> if you know Spokane, it's pretty steep. And I, I said, no, let's go home, have some coffee, and watch some cycling videos. And that's what we did. So what I'm saying is you put, you put an entire, all this preparation and effort into a ride that lasted 20 plus minutes well it didn't even last that long but yeah. that's that was an extreme okay now, i've ridden many times at 20 degrees if the pavement is is gone like if we hit a cold snap now the roads are pretty cleaned off yeah. i mean there isn't any water it's always it's dried and i did tons and tons of rides you know in my 20s and 30s all the time and and like like jackson was saying there, there's nothing better and uh andre and a teammate and i went out and we went out to Cheney, and we had snow coming, and it was blowing <laughs> sideways, and we're out by Betts Road, which is outside of Cheney, and we had to stay, like, he was on the center line, and I was uh, right on the edge of the pavement, because we were blowing so so bad, and the snow's coming, and he says, you know, this is going to pay dividends, and yeah, and, you yeah. Know, and, and I just kept thinking, no one else is outside riding like this, and, and it wasn't an hour and a half, we were out there for two and a half hours, but... You get done and you're you're freezing and stuff, and when you feel really accomplished, something that's that's almost like a four hour ride to you know in that cold in those conditions. Your water bottles frozen. Yeah, yeah. There's. I mean, please. You don't want to drink. Please understand. I'm. I my job on this show is obviously devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. My job is to just present the neutral question. Be kind of that way by nature. Well, (laughs) I do remember my days at the Olympic Training Center back in the day where we would uh, our bottles would freeze consistently, Mm -hmm. and um, and our coaches would drive up alongside of us and hand us the most scalding red rose tea with so much honey in it that it just. Your teeth would fall out. Oh, it was the most wonderful thing in the world. <laughs> was it in a just plastic bead on? Yeah. Pips bottle. Yeah. Can you imagine that plastic? Oh, like- the <laughs> amount of toxins I probably All the BPA in there. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this is old stuff. And uh, And he would hand this to us. And we were in fixed gear back then, too, because uh, we were all yeah, told to thought. ride mm-hmm. fixed gear in, in the winter. And we were, so we were, I was on like a... Like a, oh my God, like a 42, 16, 42, something like that. In the drops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the other coach, but yeah. I wouldn't ride in the drops in, at the OTC. But uh, yeah, I, I just remember the taste of that super thick, honey drenched tea. And it was just, oh my God, it was good. Well, I know Ted King, um, he uh, takes a hydro flask of like his untapped um maple aid. oh, oh no, no, yeah. Gee, that's yeah. nice job, uh, <laughs> job nice job yeah. um but yeah he he takes like a warm hydro flask of it because like temperature doesn't really like affect those like insulated bottles like that like the outside temperature yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. and so he has that on like his fat bike and sometimes his that's gravel a really bike good idea yeah mm-hmm. if you're willing to like if you don't like if you're willing to beat up a hydro flask like taking like a metal water bottle like that I'm I'm completely ignorant on this, but I wonder if there is there like a you know a flask like the old man. 
I take my whiskey wherever I go. Yeah. That kind of a thermal flask you could take, like what we were supposed to do on New Year's Day. Uh-huh. You know, where you could put eight ounces or ten ounces of it and it would fit in your back, in your jersey pocket or something like that. Like almost like the hammer gel thing a little a little bigger yeah but yeah, yeah but but the, i mean my god a, a shot of hot like i'm saying this scratch uh hot hot spice cider mm-hmm. on on a ride it would be oh my god when you're freezing nice. your ass off just a belt of that would be really good yeah. no fuck it maybe just a whiskey shot probably be good too <laughs> wake you right up would yeah <laughs> would fuck it i'm just gonna get drunk on my ride so yeah, no, that no. Would you, Paul? Would you consider a fat bike if somebody handed you one? I tried them a couple of times. Yeah. I'm not. That's just going to take too much room. That I would not use it okay. often enough to yeah. to justify the cost. Uh, somebody no, I mean, gave somebody me handed one. you one. Handed you one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where where so. where would I ride? I it? remember he shall be named in a second. Roger. Uh, uh, Roger, I remember telling me that he would go out there and and hammer the road in the in the winter yeah, and, and just slow ride going. The road yeah, yeah, but it's you know it's still time on the saddle. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. Well, I, I I do it with with the the old twenty six inch wheel mountain bikes. We used to, <laughs> yeah, back in the day, you Your know, Serata. without suspension. Yeah. Well, and I had a Fuji back then. No, I had a, a Hukuiku, a oh, Gary Fisher, Gary Hukuiku. Fisher. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we'd go out to like. Comstock Park, it was just totally flat, and we would, like, create a kind of a crick course, and we'd like, end up bumping each other. And it would be actual deep snow. It was a blast. We had tons of fun. That is fun. Um, you know, we could do an upper Manitou, too. It would be fun. Yeah. Not now. The snow is hard and crusty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, that. and you fall, and yeah. you know, your back's back but, to you know, where it was. Think back then, you know, if you taco the wheel, it was easy to fix. Yeah. I mean, and cheap. Mm-hmm. Now you can't get parts. You, you're like... Yeah. The angels cry when something breaks on a bike. (laughs) Every time a (laughs) A rim breaks, (laughs) an angel gets his wings. Yeah, I'm just trying to think, you know, it's just like a a chiropractor buys a condo. Uh, You know, I didn't even think that. So, um, wow. Okay. So I just, I, so you're going to get out. You're Jackson. You're, you're going to, you're thinking of getting out here like soon. Yeah. And, I can't believe this because you are notorious for not liking cold. You know, I hate the cold, but I'm really hating the the indoor trainer right now. I feel like like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, just like losing my mind inside. (laughs) (laughs) All work and no outside makes Jackson a dull boy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You should find some tights. You got to find some tights. Well, I just got a text that we might be in business on getting tights. Really? Yeah. Really? Nice. Cool. You got approval? Not approval. Help. Oh. Ah, good. <laughs> okay. Okay, there we go. <laughs> the, the Financial hints. aid. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Jesus, I can't believe they're that expensive. But, you know, well, I'm still on old, old, old Pearl Zoomies, and they're they're still holding up. Although the, the elastic around my ankles kind of, you know, breaks. Were they durable? Because that's what mine. Was. No, the, no, my new, my newer ones uh-huh. is what I'm saying. Uh, you know, just a thermal tight. Oh, you not, know, not wool. Yeah. Uh, By the way, can we s- just stray away from tights and and that word and terms like that? But are we just screwed to forever be made fun of by 
Republican tight ass redneck guys, you know, oh, you put your tights on there, man. I don't know. It's just, it's just. Do a parade. Yeah. Well, why yeah. don't you dance for me, Gabriel? Yeah, I yeah. just, fuck. It just drives me crazy. So, I, anyway, I should get to the news. Should I? I should get to the news. Where's my news intro? That's my news intro. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, you will. I already finished a pint of beer. <laughs> that's my. That's my. If the, if the news should be slanted, it's because I had a pint of beer. Hey, we're going to start. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, by the way, but uh, brought to you by our friends at Athletic Brewing. <laughs> Irony. Use the link at Pack Biller. There we go. There's the pint. Use the link at Pack Filler. <laughs> <laughs> For the best brews available out there that are NA, finish dry January strong. Unless you're me, just drink them when you want. Or just get started on the NA revolution of the craft brewing industry. Um, wow. How do I shift gears? How do I shift gears? Okay, I'm just going to do it. We're going to start with the toughest headline out there, you guys. I'm sure you have heard uh, a lot of the news about this, uh, about Egan Bernal. Um, underwent major neurological spinal surgery overnight in Columbia with the procedure described as a success. Uh, surgeons worked on injuries to the thoracic section of the spine with a hospital revealing that he had managed to maintain neurological integrity and conserve the functionality of the area, suggesting he could have avoided permanent damage of his spinal cord. But according to a statement from Colombian police, he crashed into the back of a bus while training near his home with several Ineos Grenadiers teammates. Videos and photos. I don't know if you guys have seen any of these. Yeah. I'm not going to show any on our media because it's... Uh, uh, showed him lying on the ground behind the bus, which had heavily dented rear panel. He suffered multiple injuries and fractures, but the Clinica Universidad de La Sabana de Bogota... Wow, look at me and my accent. Confirmed that the neurosurgical operation was a success. And I have received updates uh, just recently stating that uh, he is awake. He is moving all four of his limbs. And he is uh, communicating with with family and friends. So um, first and foremost, I want to take a moment in in the show to hope for all the best for for Egan Bernal and and the best recovery possible. And I know for a fact that that you guys are both in the same boat with me on this one. Um, It sounds like it's a horrific, horrific crash. It appears that the bus he collided with, again, was not moving. It was parked uh, in some sort, way, shape, or form. Um, I'm terrified to advance on this this topic and this subject because um, there are so many discussions online about how far you can comment on something before it becomes clickbait before it becomes some form of, uh, of 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 an attention grab and i don't i, I don't want to do this and i talked to you guys about how we wanted to approach a story and we all agreed that uh, this isn't the time to speculate on his future um, outside of just keeping him and his loved ones in our thoughts and recovery and health um I, I, does anybody want to expand on that? I mean, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, and I don't want to disrespect Egan Bernal. I don't want to disrespect anything that, that, that happened and the importance of it. We're going to spend time talking a little bit later about uh, about 
the inherent danger in the sport of cycling. But uh, but if anybody has anything you want to throw on top of that, I mean, and if not, you're fine. Well, he had a, a major crash prior to yeah. his Tour de France win, and he came back. That that guy's a fighter, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him back on the bike. Um, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah. But, uh, I can't. He took a, a blow to the face on a crash. Um, really? Yeah, he's got fake teeth. He has a scar on his lip. Uh, I think he broke his collarbone. He was unconscious, and uh, and it was. I think he was training in in Colombia when it happened. So, um, if if I remember correctly, it was a training ride, and he got really banged up. Um, and I thought, you know, well, that was that was it for him. But yeah. He like was back in the saddle and was late i think it was late uh fall of that year i'm trying to think if that was 2017 or 18 yeah and he was like taking descents like you wouldn't believe and it might have been you know lombardia or something and i was like holy cow or or those smaller races before and he was chewing it up so yeah yeah i um I just hope that he, like, as a guy, I or as a person, um, yeah, yeah, is better. Um, doesn't matter what he's doing. I just hope he's yeah. better. Um, you yeah. know. Um, but I, I, he's an entertaining rider to watch. When Absolutely. he when he was at a Strada Bianca last year, he was. Mm-hmm. How the hell was he there? But that was so exactly. cool to see him there. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, or like Paul said, he's he's a fighter. So I'm excited to see him back. Yeah. And he was one one. At whatever level, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're just hoping to sit up and hug your family. Man. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, whatever he decides to move on, you know he's going to sure. push it to where yeah. where he thinks he needs to go. And so uh, Dismount and I were talking about him. With, he's a very likable guy. When yeah. he won the tour, he went low-key. When when Quintana won uh, the Giro, they had the whole country, you know, had a big festival. He did not want... <laughs> He's a very yeah. humbled individual. He didn't yeah. have a party. Um, the outpouring on social media has been gigantic. Yeah, he, he's just a time. very. Everybody yeah. seems to like him. Is yeah. Everything that I've read. So, and he's one of those tour, you know, small Colombians that he's not afraid. He he was doing one day like Strada Bianca and and Lombardia. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know, as opposed to some of those guys, you see, like his fellow Colombians, they start the race and you never see him towards yeah. the end. Yeah, uh, Chavez though he yeah he, yeah he, he actually won Lombardi. So. Yeah, all the best, man. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I you know, yeah. yeah. It's just oh god. My my one thing I I want to bring before I go to the next story is though is um. And somebody stop me if I'm wrong in commenting on this, but uh, our our topic tonight is going after after our next story is going to be about the inherent dangers in cycling and. Um, how many professional athletes have to put their lives at risk on such a consistent basis in order to prepare for their sport other than cyclists? That the, 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 this is out there, that we are hearing constant stories of pro cyclists. And I'm, not, and I'm also talking about the, the everyday us, the Joes, the, the, the normal people, the, the, the triathletes, the road cyclists, the gravel cyclists, the mountain bike cyclists who are, who are taking their lives into their hands. And I, just, I, I can't believe that we are in a sport that has such inherent danger. I got to get to that later. Sorry, I apologize. I'm, ju- I'm jumping ahead of myself. So uh, there we go. So sorry. Second story. What's up with Crossworlds? 
I, I, I say this. Finding information on this race has been anything but easy. I, I don't know about you guys. I've been searching all over the place. My workplace internet will not let me look at the World Championships website because it's unclassified or it's 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 missing some integral information in its keywords that won't let me search it. Um, it's 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 ridiculous. No start lists. I found start lists and I I found them through t- mm-hmm. fucking Twitter today to find that. Um, um, I've had it's it's this has just been absolute insanity. I can't believe this is. A, and tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm overreacting. If you guys are like Pat, I found all the information out there, and you're just looking on the web wrong website. Um, but I can't believe we have the world championships in the United States, have, and they're happening in four days, and we don't have access. I don't know who's where to watch it. I don't know what the start list was unless I dig deep for it. Are you fucking kidding me? What the hell's going on? Is anybody? G- GCN Plus is ca- covering it. They are. Um, yeah. Live? And you, yes, live. Okay. Both both days, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Um, you guys obviously didn't watch the cross races last last weekend. I did not this last weekend. I was too busy putting Pitcock in here. I thought he he came oh. off of a huge like training uh, mm-hmm. block, thirty three hours the week. It, the week Holy prior to shit and he doesn't look so good he looks a little gas i mean he should he, he, he should be focused yeah. well he should be like wout and you know what they wout and uh vanderpool do yeah but yeah. Uh, he you know he has to start behind because he has less points and mm-hmm. it's, in no time he's with the league go- lead, lead dudes but um i think it was on a final lap or second final lap on saturday and he just puts a hammer down, hits a corner, and greased out and crashes. Yeah. So he's out on that one. Um, Tunarts, I think, won that one. And uh, no, Lawrence Wake won that one. And then Tunarts was second. And then the next day, he gets a 18 minute, 18 second lead. 18 second lead uh, about ha- at the halfway point. And on the last lap, uh, Isabet, who had a crappy, crappy start. Comes from all the way from behind, catches closes to 18 seconds in the last lap, blows past him, and he ends up only getting third on top of that. I think it was Vanderhaar who ended up even beating Pidcock in the sprint. So it'll be interesting. I, I thought it was a yeah. lot for him. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to add a little bit of so fuel, now, maybe interest. What are we staring down the barrel of yeah, here? Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's an open thing. You know, you know everybody's like, well, Wout's not there. Vanderpool's not there. Pickcock. I mean, most people are like, you know, Pickcock's just, you know, breathing down their neck. So that's mm-hmm. an easy thing. Yeah. And Eli Isabet's like, no, nah, man, this is this is going to be a good show. I sent you guys start list, didn't I? Mm-hmm. And I didn't even pay attention to them. I don't know. It's it's to me. On the women, are you going to cover the women's Go situation? for it. No, yeah. To speak of So first and, and um, oh, God. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's, there's two ladies. Mariana Boss. Mariana Boss is going to win it without a doubt, I think. Lucinda Brandt may, but I think Voss, she won, won last, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, God, wouldn't that be? Blue. Yeah. She just could. Could we just put her in an immediate standalone Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think we already could. Yeah, yeah she's doubt. already got the world world champions bands on boss her. Boss the boss, Sana Khan, is she going? Yeah. Uh, so um, I don't Denise even know. Bitsima, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, Bitsima who is, really is got? Uh, she's out because of a fever. Yeah, and, and there's then, some COVID. And COVID's ver- worse. Had a positive on COVID, so Lucinda Brandt and um, Marina Voss, uh, Marina Voss. Those are who you're those going are the with. Ones, yeah. I'm trying to look down the list. It's hard to really go any other way. Yeah. But that. But not Claire Hansinger. Yeah, Claire's doing well. I mean, yeah. there's a chance, outside chance there. I mean, she knows the course because yeah. they raced that course earlier in the year. Yeah. So I I did finally find some track down some some photos of the course conditions itself and it looks mildly dry you know as, yeah. as far as it's going to be fast mm-hmm. yeah it's very fast yeah um, I would not count out Sonicon I I think she's I think she's going to haul ass uh, guys want to pick pick one or two riders uh, should we go women what first women? yeah sure. I'll go Voss first, and um, and then I'll do uh, Lucinda Brandt second. Okay. Uh-oh. The exact same. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to fuck around. I'm going to just, because I have to, because, you know, that's what I always do, and I I'll always get. I'll say third, Clara. Well, you can't. I told you two riders. All I'm right, picking Clara right. Hunsinger, and I'm going to pick Sonic Hunt, because I think, I think she could do something. I think she's. I man, are you kidding me? Do not count her out. Uh, gentlemen, um, what are we looking at? Uh, what are some big names? Easterbits, Tunarts. I'm looking at a tentative start line. Van Castle. Uh, Herman's one when it was in uh, when they raced it earlier this year. Um, Herman's did really well. Yeah. He won. That's really well. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you can't count out a guy like Tom Pitcock because you no. know that he's going to. I mean, he's still sitting seventh in the rankings right now, and he didn't do the Ilya Eserbit could have a great fucking day and probably pull it out. There, there's a run up on that that's really long, and Eserbit is quick, mm-hmm. and uh, he got some time that's worth. He got like a second or two off. I, I clocked it. I watched it the second time. He gained a second on the run-up, this long run-up. They called the Stairway to Heaven on that mm-hmm. last course that um, Andre Vanderpool set up. Believe it or not, his son's won it for the last six years since they had the race. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think uh, Isabit, uh, Isabit ended up um, like gaining a second just on the stairs. 
So I'm going East a bit and two nerds. That's that's my pick so right there. He's a bit in Pitcock. I'm going to go for it. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think uh, two Nerds and Tom Pitcock. Okay. I it, Cross is weird now, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feels, right? Vanderhaar is the um, – he did well in this this race. He got second. He was just behind his a bit and beat uh, Pitcock. Now, that was a very fast course. He also won the European Championships on a very fast course. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. so he's going to be right there. I I think I think he's going to be mixing it up. I still can't believe though that it was so hard to find. Yeah. I, I mean, I was looking on 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 Cyclocross Magazine's website, and there was very little detail. It's just come I'm, on. This I'm is, actually looking forward to this race. I'm I'm really I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think Cross is like I think I'm excited to watch it and everything. Um but to me Cross is starting to get to a point where who the hell cares? Yeah. Which like really <laughs> a lot of people what feel that way. That? That? Well, no, it worries me a little bit. It worries me a little bit because ultimately like it's such a short season. Um and okay. when it's around uh like the big names are starting to say, "Oh, I don't care anymore." And so we're starting yeah. to see the writers themselves not even care, which to me worries me a little bit because when like your biggest names, like for instance, why why do people go and watch, uh, or why does why, why does Cristiano Ronaldo make so much money for a team? It's because he's Cristiano Ronaldo. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what brings in the money. And so it just it I I think I don't think Cross is going to go anywhere. I think it's going to still like be a big deal. But I also like these big stars are starting to. Do you equate some of that because of this year, because of because of COVID, because of the fact that they have to travel so far to get to the World Championships here in the states? I mean, uh, you know that Wout Van Aert would probably still attend the World Championships if it was a 120 mile, whatever, sorry, K, you know, drive instead of a gigantic airplane worrying about COVID infections and things like that. Yeah, I. I don't know then. The reason why I say I don't know is because it seems like he wants to peak for something else yeah. and mm-hmm. not for cross. Cross seemed like a fun training ride where ultimately he got to bang around with a couple kids. Mm-hmm. That's what it kind of looked like, <laughs> which also is a thing that is like, what is the current cross field that we have when we're seeing a rider like Wout Van Aert come in and just... it. It's, it's like nobody else is writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, that's part part of it. I, I agree. It's mm-hmm. it's not fun to watch. This weekend was a lot of fun because it was yeah. it was close in a battle, and that makes it worthwhile for me. And that's why I'm thinking it's there. Yeah, those yeah. those two guys. I mean, it, and I mentioned that last year too. It's like it's all you do is wait. Like Vanderpool was just cleaning up everybody. Yeah. I mean, you just mm-hmm. wait for him. He just wait. Like you could see, he's not even ever. And it, he'd lay the power down and just gone yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's like oh here you go and then you might as well just watch second and third place you yeah. know see the battle but um yeah it, it's going to be tight and and with wout he he actually pulled out like two weeks ago that he said this is my last because yeah like like jackson said yeah. he wants to to hit the monuments yeah. so i i would recommend to everybody listening to this podcast that's why the women's field is so exciting right now yeah because it's 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 up in the air a little bit Luciana Brandt yeah might have won 90 yeah. percent of the time on solo but yeah. there was a couple of good ones Voss had one in the corner she 
hooked her shoulder on the last. That was point. a that was a great race. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she came back from nowhere. She threw a chain and stuff, and then I thought, well, she's out. And the next thing you know, yeah. she's. But, yeah. All right, gear shift time. Uh, our topic of the show brought to us by our friends at Wahoo Fitness. You guys, your source for the best cycling technology and innovation: smart trainers, computers, heart rate monitors, and all the accessories imaginable. Be a Wahooligan. Use the link at Pack Filler to show them we sent you. All right. I'm going to start this on a bit of the blunt side. There's truly no other sport that puts the top athletes in constant danger in cycling. And I know I was ranting on that earlier, and this is what I mean now. Cyclists faced impending injury, violence, and even death every time they leave. To prepare or even enjoy their life's pastime. Unfortunately, Egan Bernal's crash is not new, although uh, one of the most severe in recent years. And no, I'm not taking advantage of Egan Bernal's crash. So for those of you who want to hate me right now for, for making a show about something like that, you know what? Sometimes there's time to talk about it. And this is a time to talk about it. Cycling is truly an inherently dangerous sport. One that seems to be getting more dangerous with every cell phone, every gigantic SUV, and every opinionated, uneducated driver at a time. We as cyclists might not admit to it, but we put ourselves at risk every time we straddle the top tube. Okay, so am I speaking in hyperbole? Am I being paranoid? Or is it just road cyclists? Or are, are we to blame? So let's find out, okay? Um, guys, panel, my friends, everybody here, um, on a regular basis, how safe do you feel when you're out riding on the road, gravel, or even trails? Um, yeah, I, I, I feel pretty safe, mm -hmm. um, but that's also on experience level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think when, the more you ride, the more, yeah. like you're right, the better you feel. You know the roads that you're on. That helps as opposed to not knowing where you're at. I mean, there's that constant, mm -hmm. you know, doubt. Cars are buzzing past you. I know what roads I don't want to ride on because mm -hmm. traffic or or even the, that particular area has a tendency to be not so kind to, to road cyclists. So, yeah. um, Our Thursday night, our TNT ride that we refer mm -hmm. to all the time, uh, leaves from a very odd place, in my personal opinion. It rides down one of the major thoroughfares up here in this district on the South Hill. And I've never understood why we why we. There's do a that. bike lane, that's why. But no one stays in it, but they yeah. should. Yeah. I've but just technically, we have the right. Yeah. So that, to me, I don't oh, have a yeah, problem yeah. with that. Mm -hmm. I'd be better than, I don't think there's another way to get off the hill. That's probably no. the best way because once we go there, once yeah. we turn and go down the hill, I'm I'm, mm -hmm. I'm I agree with that. But um, do you associate your level of safety with where you live? I mean, the city in which we live and the city in which yeah, we yeah. ride. I yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I've never had great success. I don't think Idaho, Northern Idaho, is a great place for me to ride bikes. My experience. <laughs> And it's not which just, is funny because that's more remote. And and I'm you know, when is. I first brought this up, I was thinking about more concentrated urban cities, you uh -huh. know, and things like that. But uh, yeah, I, I and again, there might be the factor that I don't really know the roads all that well. Sure, they have a tendency to be in, and when you get out a little bit, like the roads that we like to ride in, not mm -hmm. in traffic, the roads are usually a nasty chip seal. Mm -hmm. um, they're very narrow, hardly any shoulders. Uh, there's some people who don't like to drive the speed limit well, yeah. in, in Washington too. Maybe I've picked the wrong spot and people from Idaho going, you're an idiot. Yeah. But <laughs> I've had no success on Northern Idaho. I don't, yeah. 
I don't look forward to doing that. Jackson is somebody who's, you know, come from a, a more obviously a major metropolitan uh, yeah. to, to here. Um, do you associate your safety levels with one or the over the other? Um, I don't know if I really associate it with the place I live. Um, you're going to have bad, good and bad drivers across the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said before, I, I more uh, base it off of like my experience level. Uh, I ultimately, I don't trust a driver. There's not like one driver in the world that I like that uh, besides like the people that I know, like, but uh, out on a ride, nobody is safe to me. So, and that's how I took it in Portland. You know, mm-hmm. you get used to riding on highways cause that's the only place you can ride. And so like, it's just that comfort level with being close to cars on our TNT ride. I feel f- safer in the road than probably others do just because I have been in situations where I've, there have been no bike lanes and you have to be in the middle of the road and one way or another, you're going to have to figure out how to cope with that. And, um, that's what, that's why I feel safe is just because my comfort level and I know, and I feel like Paul and I have talked about this on a ride. You have this sixth sense, like as a cyclist of when you feel like something's not right. You, you, as they say in the Spider-Man movies, you have that Peter Tingle, (laughs) <laughs> Where yeah you, you yeah. just you feel the hair stand on, up yeah. on the back of your neck and you know that oh this car is going to cut it close you can look at a car and know what they're going to do before mm-hmm. they know what they're yeah gonna do. and so it's it's that personal experience that i've kind of like created over the years that just makes me sure. feel the safest michelle uh, my wife just came back from hawaii and and she said oh my god you should next year i'm gonna go back and you should come with me and we should re- you should bring your bike and she said, however, I'm concerned because most of the people here are, are in tourist mode and they're either looking at their GPS or they're or they're looking at the scenery. And I just I just it made me think even more. And especially with the, the incidents that that happened over the last 24 hours made me think about the fact that um, how much of our existence we're placing in the hands of other people. Um just going out, just go, you know, in, I can go out in my car. I can go out and drive around anywhere I want. And I know that I'm 99% of the time going to be okay. But if I go out on my bike, there's all of a sudden this impending doom element of somebody who's just looking, who who wants to take an Instagram picture and I'm dead and I don't come home to my family. Um, How common are close calls on your rides in your experiences? How, and, and what do you define as a close call? In, in, in traffic or on gravel i mean uh, i'm not yeah i it's funny because gravel i feel like you find my beer's mo- frozen so <laughs> <laughs> um gravel around here and uh i find that sometimes is where i have more of the close calls uh-huh. yeah just because it's it's my goddamn road yeah you know um so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where i find it more um but i i my close calls you got to be a pretty damn close call for me, like really? it's, it's the cars. The cars got to be pretty close to me just to make me feel uncomfortable. I mean, like I said, Portland has changed my mentality in traffic. It's I can have a car that's a couple inches away from me, and that's just where they're gonna have to be. Yeah, how am I gonna absor- or like cope with that? But it, that's not considered a close call anymore. Somebody, yeah. somebody almost clipping your shoulder is not considered a close call anymore. It, it, I, I think if somebody's almost clipping my shoulder, that's where I'm gonna feel a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But if, if they're just, if they're driving close, it's not, 
necessarily freaky it's not a heart stopping moment yeah anymore. not yeah. anymore paul yeah i think uh close calls for me is when i get adrenaline rush i'm like sure that was a close one yeah i can think of one um evil mark kanoki yeah uh and cp <laughs> and i were going up four mounds and four mounds if you're going up the hill is not that bad this guy was coming down in this uh like mid-80s camaro flying down there and he is starting to slide into us and i thought oh my gosh yeah Yeah. we are dead because his line was right towards us and his tires grabbed right at the last second and you know we just continued riding of course cp's like that was scary Yeah. yeah Yeah, it was. Yeah, kept riding. Have we become desensitized? I I think CP threw some language his way. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's how we. I don't think he heard it, but it helped CP. Um, Have we become desensitized to this where we're almost accustomed to threats on our lives on a a regular basis? Well, I I, I don't know. I think uh, it's the risk that that you take for what we want to do. I have, um, I have a friend that's big into, um, snowmobiles, Mm -hmm. which the speed that they can get, and you have to know the trails. And, uh, growing up, um, I've known two people that actually died snowmobiling. One was, went through a barbed wire fence, didn't see it. Decapitated. So, Oh my God. Yeah. So it's, you know, there is, there is rules of the road and even snowmobile, whatever you're doing, downhill skiing, you know, uh, there's, yeah. you, you can run right into a tree, you know. And but, but it, yeah, but I understand that. You know, when I'm road cycling, I can run into a tree too, mm-hmm. but I don't have the trees Coming trying at to come at me and blow, roll coal on me and then laugh about it and then take me out and then not be criminally prosecuted mm-hmm. for it. I, w- I will say though I think there's a narrative here that is kind of difficult it's that as cyclists we have people that are hired to murder us that I think is it, 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 it can be intimidating because a lot of because when some people hear about cycling they meet or road cycling specifically they go no way a car is going to kill me mm-hmm. and that's like that like that is something that could at one point happen to anybody in yep. this world but at the same time that's not like uh, 9 times out of 10 a lot of the times like that's not just not going to happen and i think that also needs to be remembered as well while yes there are like large dangers out there at the same time we aren't like it isn't going to be one of those days every single day or it it just plain just doesn't happen but I'm not also discounting the fact that there are accidents out there. I mm-hmm. think that's something to be wary of and just be careful of on the road. But at the same time, entering the world with fear, as we've recently discovered through all of our events, is just it, that's a that's a really tough, 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 tough way to live. Yeah, and I think I think too, it depends on where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Is how yeah. how I ride. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you were talking about gravel roads. I grew up, and we've ridden. You know, on that went right past our house, and you had a small little video on that. Yeah, yeah, riding on the YouTube channel, yeah. yeah. gravel with friends. Yeah. yeah, and so, in I know as a kid when I was in high school, I would fly down those gravel roads, like 
70, 80 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, I was part of the Duke boys, you in know, yeah. yeah, in a car. Tru- <laughs> truck, you know, people, what we call tra- 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 uh, trap wagons, they carry supplies, you know, like grease and, mm-hmm. and fuel for the tractors and all that type of thing. They're, those guys are flying from field to field. Yeah. You just, you're familiar with the road. And that's where the problem becomes. With, and there's stopping and gravel is not. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's same. A re, no. And so, you know, when, when you get out in the farm country, there's always farm implements being dragged down, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there's always those cautions. And so I write differently on those. And, and you can actually hear those. That's where you have to, you can hear them way before. Mm-hmm. And you can see dust. Use your advantage there. In the city, I don't, I don't cut corners. I, I try and really obey because yeah. that seems like you're going to really lose because there's so much traffic going on. Somebody's going to lose yeah. sight of you, four lane, two lane, whatever type of road. So, um, yeah. but, you know, I, there's several roads like out at Cheney, you know, I was talking about in the winter when Andre earlier on, sure. you know, we're blowing sideways. Th- that hardly gets any traffic, you know. Um, and so, yeah. I, I think he, you do develop, as you ride and get familiar with the roads mm-hmm. and stuff, you are safer. Going out, you got to use common sense if you're not familiar with that area. Okay, that's one of my later questions, but I'm going to jump to it now. Um, we talked, Jackson mentioned the sixth sense that mm-hmm. riders develop, this this ability to interpret and to understand traffic and to see a car before it sees you and to be hypersensitive to it. What do you say to the rider who just is learning the sport and just wants to go out and, and ride their bike and get to understand the sport and things like that, but doesn't hasn't developed that. And they're almost jumping into a, a flaming pit of, of danger. Um, what do you say to somebody like that? Do you say you should definitely 100% ride in, in groups and get comfortable with people, but they might not be comfortable riding with people or they might not have a club or something like that? I mean, how do you approach that scenario in, in getting somebody to develop that and how do they do it safely? Well, I think that, I mean, there are plenty, plenty of things out there. Um, but I, I think, first of all, starting off what Paul was mentioning before, uh, just that familiarity with roads. If you're unfamiliar with the area that you're riding in, do what you know how to do. Follow the rules. Stay to one side of the road. And if you feel unsafe, go to a different area mm-hmm. because that's all like that's what you can do. Also, if you feel comfortable riding with 50 lights on your bike and high vis everything, then that's OK. It like it. I I don't care if it looks great, if it looks bad, or whatever. But if that makes you feel safe, that's what matters in the end, because style is way less important than coming home. Yeah, yeah. you know. So, have any of you guys considered some of those sta- some of those elements? High vis, uh, uh, you know, first aid with you, you know, th- those types of things, elements into it. Or are we just classic old school cyclists who's just still do what we always do. You're asking me that. Wait until you're a twitching <laughs> pile schools. of meat on the side of the road. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just, possibly. I mean, yeah. the, the new Cannondale. Uh, yeah. The Synapse. Yeah, the Synapse mm-hmm. has like a built-in sensor of cars coming. Sure. Lights that are all integrated, one battery and stuff. Mm-hmm. There is not, it's got a mixed review on it. There's a lot of people yeah. who want to choose whether or not you're paying for that when you buy the bike. Yeah. Some people don't want the headlight. They just want the taillight. Or, yeah. And Apple. then... It has that uh, senses when a car comes up, and if you have uh, a Wahoo, you can see there's little 
icon of a car coming up and how close and how fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that would really do anything for me because it's going to come anyway. You know what I mean? It, whether I hear it because I'm listening, I've developed that sense that we were talking about. Sure. What are you going to do? It's coming up. You can look over your shoulder. If it's coming at you, you just got a warning that you're going to get hit. I'd soon, to be honest with you, just go. <laughs> There's so many out. technical elements that I never realized existed. And because I'm just in my own little, you know, cloud of traditional uh, curmudgeonry. But, uh, but, but things like when we did one of our first TNTs where we're riding, where I'm hearing everybody's computer beep, 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 beep. And they're all going, car back. And I just, at, at some point in time, I was going, are you shitting me? These guys, everybody has the sensor on the back mm-hmm. of the bike to tell them when a car's coming. Whatever happened to just hearing it and, and looking over your shoulder? This is my old man statement coming in, you know, creeping into the scenario. Yeah. Um, I, and, and headphones. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I still have a difficult time. And I've talked on this show multitude of times about riding with headphones and about, the fact that I will ride with my uh, my bone conduction ones, um, but I still won't do it until I get out of town. Mm-hmm. I just I get nervous about those types of things. So, um, oh yeah, no. I um, I a precaution that I take is uh, during the winter months I will leave like a tail light on my bike just because it's darker. It mm-hmm. could be foggier, and that flashing red light. Mm-hmm always helps um and hell you can buy those at your grocery store yeah you know like that's right that's actually where i got mine was at a fred meyer (laughs) and it it, i just triple a's and you're good yeah Yeah. like something like that just gives me an extra sense of comfort i kind of developed that when living when living in portland like i left it on all the time Mm -hmm. um but since being here i kind of felt that like more of a comfort uh yeah it's it's especially during winter that's something that will always stay what do we equate this to? Is this uh, is this the fact that because of the internet that we have access to more information, we know about more incidents where these are happening, where I would normally have known of the guy, the kid rolling coal on the on the cyclists in Arizona. I think it was. Excuse me if I have the wrong area. In Florida was it? My, yeah. I, um, I I didn't know of a lot of these situations where these things happen. Is social media to blame? Or is it the size of vehicles? Cars are gigantic now. Is it uh, distractions? Is it telephone distractions? Is it the fact that uh, uh, globally, if not just in our country, that people are pissed off and they think they, they're right no matter what expense it is? Um, what do we equate this to? What, why, is, why, is, why are cyclists leaving their homes and not coming back. Anybody got a you know an explanation of what the fuck is going on? That last question there, I don't think is an answerable one yeah. from from this table. Unfortunately, I think that takes quite a bit of deliberation, uh, which is which is tough because um, that's that's it's a big question with a lot of big answers. Um, but I think uh, the reason why I take my precautions at least is. Not because I'm scared, not because I've seen this on social media. And I, I do think that we now see a lot more on mm-hmm, social media. Mm-hmm. We know what's going on in a lot of other places. Um, and that can be both good and bad. But I take these precautions just because when I, I mean, I own a car um, and I drive. And so when I'm out and I see people with lights and I see how effective they are to me, I think, 
gosh, that's a that's that's great that I saw them because of their lights. Mm-hmm. Why don't I do that for other drivers as well? Just to make it not a life or death scenario, but just to make it easier on everybody. If I take that extra step, and I'm not saying everybody has to take that extra step, but if I, for me personally, I feel as if if I take that extra step, it could make a driver be like, oh, that's a cyclist who wants to be seen maybe I'll keep an eye out for other ones Mm -hmm. because like I think on the roads like it can be like the roads can be such a like a volatile place it's kind of funny because we like we live in such like a regulated like world but it feels like when you're on the road it's like the wild west a little bit yeah um and so I think like anything that can make like a better image or a better name for like for the the community that I include myself in is, is I will do anything for that. Is it our responsibility to help drivers understand? Is there a way to, for drivers to, to learn to respect cyclists? Uh, I mean, do we have to go out of our way to either not ride on public, on super busy roads or to, to get out of the way whenever possible? Do we have to be overly caring um, is it our, I don't know about you guys. I don't ride on bike paths if, if it's a concerned path most of the time, because there's like a t- 15 mile an hour speed limit and, and you got parents and kids pushing strollers on those things. And I, I won't ride on those things. Yeah. Um, so where do we belong and how do we convince the community that we belong there? I don't know if there's any convincing at all, especially in the temperament of, of society nowadays it's yeah you know so polar and everything everybody's got an opinion and nobody understands why the other people are there or doing this or think that way but yeah i you know as long as i have the legal right and i feel safe i'm going to continue to do it and Mm -hmm. um you know that's all i can say and i'm with you when it comes to bike paths i you know late late fall winter if there's not ice, because there's usually going to mm-hmm. be ice on bike paths, that's the only time I hit those. Um, they're just too busy once the weather starts cracking, and it's not fair to them. And it, no. you know, it's not fun for me to come up on a group, and you and you can see them, and every everybody wanders. I mean, they're training their kid or teaching their kid how to ride a bike and yeah. stuff. And so. Their kid looks back and looks at you, so they swerve in front of you because yeah. that's just the natural, natural reaction. Yeah. And you don't want you don't want to come by no. somebody walking a stroller or with their kids. You don't want to walk by them going, uh, come by them going full speed because that would, you're an asshole if you do that. You, you are an asshole if you do that. And I wish education would be because of the, you know, state law says we can now in, in the state of Washington we can ride two abreast mm-hmm. um, as long as we're not impeding traffic well what is impediment impediment if I recall and I could be wrong there's five or more cars behind you then we have to do something if we're wow. backing it up yeah um, most people don't have the patience for that you know we- around here and the other one is is that recently a new law is that we don't have to stop, come to a complete stop at a stop sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as it's safe. Yeah. But that's, you know, that still is pissing people off. Yeah. And driver's like, how come you're not stopping? Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's a law. State, but state but law. you could quote the law. To, I've, 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 I've been around police officers and yeah. quoted the law, and they don't know the fucking nope. law. No. Nope. 
and then all of a sudden you're the you, once again you're the bad guy. Or I could put on my headstone, I was right, mm-hmm. but a car still hit me, and I'm fucking dead. You know, so it's it's and and how many times have we read about stories that have said uh, accident? Bicycle accident. Um, uh, you know, he was on a ride and he, he, you know, a, 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 it was the cyclist's accident. No, a car fucking killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I don't want to turn this into a bikes versus cars. I drive a car everywhere I go, but I'm tired of people looking at me going, I pay the taxes for these roads. You know, I'm like, no, you fucking idiot. I do too. Um, I'm just out here on my bike right now. Oh, by the way, I paid taxes for these roads too. So I just. I, I wish I understood, and and empathy is so hard when people are unwilling to empathize with you, and understand that that person you desperately need to pass to get your cigarettes and fucking newspaper on a Saturday morning has a life and a family at home, and and I'm I'm getting riled up if you can't tell, but it, this this just infuriates me that our lives are in the hands of somebody desperately needs to make an Instagram post or or something like that and there's no educational program in driver's ed or 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 advertising or marketing program that exists globally that just says you know three feet or share the road or or those types of things that even if a driver hears it once or twice when they're not paying attention it might help a little bit and ingrain into the head of something like that so we don't have these situations where you know our, our friends and are deciding to just switch to Zwift full time or, or something like that because I know we have riders mm-hmm. in our in our community who have yeah. said fuck it I'm, I'm riding Zwift mm-hmm. <sighs> I think it's important to remember that there are a lot of there are a lot of dangers um, and that is something that shouldn't really be forgotten um mm-hmm. but at the same time like remember what we were talking about earlier like there is no other there is no better feeling in the world yeah. than going out on your bike and riding outside because i get such a thrill from being outside with everybody and just like just having fun because it is such a special feeling and it's it's it can be scary sometimes because maybe a car comes too close and and maybe they yell at you and that is a for the first time that is a freaky feeling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's also it's a wonderful sport that can just i i don't know it's it's i i'm at a loss of words because i have so much care for it um and i think it's also it's it it is safe just do what you want to do to make yourself feel that way. <laughs> Perfectly said, man. You brought me out of my my pats being full of bullshit and all grumpy and sad and pissed off. Because I yard. am. Yeah, yeah. I just I find myself getting into this, and it's just I just like not again, not again. No, God, not again. You know, and I'm I gotta get off social media. <laughs> that's a problem yeah let's end with some fun shall we you guys uh you guys and we, we we established this we did our research before the before the show today and uh let's end with some fun thanks to our friends at mojo cyclery speaking of local bike shops spokane valley washington the home for all things gravel they also sell a bunch of other beautiful cruising 
absolute works of art, including Jackson's current road bike. Um, yep. Thanks to our friends at Mojo Cyclery, mojocyclery.com. Look them up at Spokane Valley, Washington. If you do not live in Spokane, you know what? Go to your local bike shop. We're going to rate the 2022 kits. There are so many of them out there, and I was waiting to do this simply because EF took forever to do. release their kit, yeah. and they yeah. were the last. And and I well, we can I, I think I think they're going to be mentioned here shortly, so I don't necessarily need to dive you know dive into our interpretation of what we think of the EF uh, kit. But each of us was assigned to find out what they think are their top and bottom three kits. From the teams of 2022, there are no specific levels. It could be domestic, it could be local, it could be the pack filler rebate kit. It could be it could be the top world tour teams um, or discipline. It could be road, it could be gravel, it could be mountain bike, anything you want. Track, I track teams. Um, so for those of you following along, you might have to Google along with us to see what we're talking about, but I have a pretty good idea. You probably already have seen them and it can agree or disagree accordingly. So... Your top three, gentlemen, and why? Does anybody want to go first with our top, their top three kits and why? Going from third, to, we should we all do third? I'll do second. I'll do first. Should we just do it that way? I That's like kind that, of a yeah. fun way to do it. So I'll go first. Might as well. I might as well since I started this whole damn thing. My third favorite kit, and you might have to look this one up, is Caja Rural. This uh, been around the, for a long time. Yeah, been around for a long time because I'm old. I love retro, and I love the green of that kit. It's a mm-hmm. green lower half, white top, which you're going to find me being fairly hypocritical here shortly because I'm sick of everybody having this year. White white shoulders are mm-hmm. the are the the thing, the thing right now, mm-hmm. but um, I just love that old school look of a car rural kit. Uh, who wants to go with their third? Oh, I will go, and I, uh, my third favorite kit is Quick Step Alpha Vinyl. Really? Mm. I really, I like it this year. I liked the last year, too, um, but I, the white shoulders, again, um, and yeah, I think it looks pretty good. Plus, I kind of like Castelli stuff. Do you really? I do. You're you're brand specific. Is it, that's interesting, why, why you would associate a design with with a brand it's not really the design necessarily i just i i like the castelli pack filler kit that we had so i like how i like how that works Mm -hmm. i also think that the uh little scorpion fits well because they have red in their kit as well so it doesn't Uh, look like oh this why is this weird scorpion ties in yeah okay works well okay okay i i have um a third a canyon saram women's team have you seen that it is yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like it. There's a little bit hesitation because they have the the flora, like busy. diamonds on it. Yeah, it's, it's a busy. little bit yeah. too busy, but I, I think it's pretty cool still. I, I mean, I liked it enough to rank it because I I thought it was unique. Nobody's done anything like that before. I yeah. didn't. So I didn't mention enough of the women's teams. Uh, the SD Works team, team mm-hmm. kit I really like. Sorry if I'm ruining somebody else's second or first. No, nope. I, I like the SD Works. The FD the. FDJ the yeah. women's team. It's not like they're not connected, but no, that kit is really cool with yeah. like the red on the shoulder. Yeah. I like that a lot too. I agree. My second kit is the new and improved Bora Hansgrohe kit. I like that. It's a. I called it a soft redesign. It's not gigantic, mm-hmm. completely redo, but I, I I like the bold nature of it, and it also kind of gives me a little 
little bit of the lobby clear yeah, kind of a feel yeah. to it, which which everybody knows is my weakness. So, so that's my second, Jack. My second is the Bora Hands Gorilla Kit. Nice! I I think they did a really good job mm-hmm. with this with it this year. It's not like so like it's not just all green and yeah. it's not all a white. Pop of the red square. That's, yeah. almost I like really a nice like it. Change. And yeah. their bikes, I think, are really cool too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen them. They're all black, and on the inside right. of the fork, they have red. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And on the top, I like the Band of Brothers thing that yeah. they have yeah. going on the top tube. I think yeah. that's really cool. We got to get rid of all black bikes, matte black bikes. I got to. We got to stop that shit. But what am I gonna do? I don't come <laughs> in. T- that's all I have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mine's orange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Paul, you're second. Believe it or not, I picked Bora. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I like. Uh, it probably was the best. Outside of, mm-hmm. of Candy Ram, like, departure from, yeah. to me, it was a, a great departure, a positive one. Um, so, yeah, I like that. I think it's it's pretty cool, and, and I think they did a good job on the bikes, like you said. Yeah. So, so. All right. I'm going for my top kit for 2022. Movistar. Uh, oh, always had a brilliant kit, yeah. and even if the team hasn't lived up to their <laughs> their potential, and you know they always seem to brilliantly fall apart. Uh, I think it's I think it's subtle and bold at the same time. Mm-hmm. I love I love the logo. I think it's eye catching. It's a kit I would wear, mm-hmm. even yeah. though I I try not to wear current pro team kits. That's just yeah. kind of my personal thing. But I I love Movistar. I think that's a, class. I think that's yeah. the best kit in the peloton, men's and women's, both the same design. Class, Jackson. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know is the EF Easy Post. I thought new... you're gonna go there. The, okay. I I I applaud them for constantly pushing the envelope. I agree. I, I think it's really cool. I also I do like this kind of like splatter with also a little hint of argyle in there. I think it's really cool. I think I really like the women's. Kit too. It's it's a blue. It has the argyle blue. design, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I think is really cool. But I also like that they like differentiated the two. They didn't give them the same kit, but they gave them like similar kit, yeah. which I think is really cool. Yeah, and those bikes are amazing. Oh, I've seen the bikes. They're so cool. Like the front end, it's is that splatter, mm-hmm. really, and then the back is just like a clean white, and it has the little stripes of argyle in it. The pink wow. and blue stripes, and that I think is so cool. Do we credit Jonathan Vodders, or do we just say That's somebody he's got a really good design team behind well, him? Well, he's carried the Argyle for yeah from the beginning. But is that's that do you think much. that's him, or do you think that's some I'm really sure smart he has marketing something to person? do with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. When I mean, when you got like like genuine artists like Taylor Finney in your back pocket, sure. I, I I bet there was some word in. I'm not on gonna that lie. Kit. I saw the kit this morning. No, yesterday morning. And I just went, oh, no, I can't see the sponsors. I don't like it. Same time, yeah. same thing I've been with every EF kit since Garmin. It's not before it was EF. Every yeah. time I've looked at one of the of the Vodder's kits, I've gone like, ew, okay, it's okay. Oh, wow, I actually kind of like it. You know, yeah. and it and it grows on me. Even that Palace uh, one he did for this year, they did cool. for this year with the duck on the front, you know. I I will say another reason why I constantly pick EF is because before I even came here, my girlfriend and I were talking about this. That remember the most recent Giro kit, that all black, but they had yeah. that. That was that, was that is the coolest cool. kit I've ever seen in my life. 
I, I, I think Bora that. has a little very bit of that Bora. going on. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. Bora, what they have yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like yeah. they're stealing a page out of that. Man. Well, they're not going to use it. Might yeah. as well pick it up. Throwing away a perfectly good donut. Exactly. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Yeah. Cinnamon donut. Yeah. Baked. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, nice yeah. job. Paul, your number one kit in the Pro Peloton. Um or uh, or the, in cycling. In cycling. Uh it's it is pro. It's women's trek. I liked it better than the men's. Mm. It's very simple understudy. The blue I like a lot. Wow. And speaking of like Fodder's teams, one of the best ones when they were Garmin, like two thousand eleven when uh Johan yeah. von Sommeren won the Peru Bay. Yeah. That black and blue, it, it was, yeah. I think it was very good. And and I like their colors, and I think it's done very well. I prefer the white over the black that they've been doing over the yeah. last couple of yeah. years. Yeah. I like the all-white kit. Yeah. So, we're gonna get we're gonna get to the bottom three. And I'm yeah, I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble here shortly. Um, okay, okay, okay. Interesting. Um, all right, bottom three, gentlemen. Uh, my third worst bottom is is, is Trek Segafredo. <laughs> I I just all the white. Uh, I think the, it's, the it's, men's and women's. I, I'm I'm primary picking on the men. I mm-hmm. think it's just black. It's boring. It's just mm-hmm. there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. I liked their kits last year. I thought it was better. Yeah. Um, I Kofidis uh, at least has the red and oh, multiple cool in the lower half. That I think it's a good blend. But uh, I I don't like Trek Segafredo's current kit. I think it's boring, and I think the team's boring this year. But anyway, sorry. There we go, Jackson. Um, I have always thought this about this kit. I think Groupama Fdija has just a, just a boring, like stupid kit that I like. I don't like that they have the the white outlines on the where like where the stitching is. I think that looks it's like the French tricolore. Yeah, I th- but, I just yeah. think like the that stitching cool, looks like yeah. very early two thousands, and cycling to me is not a place where that is. And yeah. so it's just like I think it's just kind of gross i've always thought that <laughs> especially with the blue shorts like why are you doing that oh okay we're gonna see it all yeah yeah, yeah the window to the world yeah paul third worst third worst ef no, no! no! <laughs> it, it is it, it's just so busy it's so to me like if it's boring that's that's one thing but this is just cross the line a little bit it reminds me of well, you guys call it nowadays jungle juice. We called it Spody. Spody. <laughs> I got really sick one time, and it was Technicolor yawns. I mean, it, it, there is it's so busy. Technicolor yawns. <laughs> it was terrible, <laughs> and and that's what it looked like. It's like, what am I looking? I mean, the sponsors are hard to spot. I, there's, they are. I liked last year's a lot. I thought that was clever. They had in red, really fine where the UCI. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. I, I liked it. I thought legal. it was great. This one. Is a bomb for me. It's, it really? sucks. See, it's funny. I'm the opposite way. I thought last year was the most boring EF kit they've ever really? had. And I wonder if that could be like maybe people liked it more because it was more like understated than mm-hmm. like the yeah. previous. Yeah. yeah. This one's bold. Yes, I love very it. bold. This yeah. one's bold. Uh, second, I'm picking uh, the Italian uh, continental team, Bardiani. Uh, yeah, you guys probably know that, uh, that, that purple kit that they have and I, i'm just gonna call them team grimace from now on it's just it's just terrible i mean it's almost like they lost a bet and that was the only color left or something like <laughs> yeah. that i think it's terrible i think their shorts are even the same purple aren't they, they? Are. it's a bad it's just it it's horrific although it's easy to point out that's you true see in the peloton i'll give you ef credit at least their shorts are dark yeah mm-hmm. you know but that that's a bardiani team that's terrible jackson 
I have never liked this kit. Alpus and Phoenix. Really? The most boring kit in the whole pro peloton. Yeah. It's and I I also think that it kind of makes them look weird. Like when they ride that all gray is like it's not black and it's not navy, but it's just an uncomfortable gray. And I think it's boring and like I yeah, said it photo. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of I find that this it makes their bodies look uncom like weird. Sure, sure. Just it the just, logo across the torso. Yeah. 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 It just and their bikes are boring, white and blue. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? Paul? Um I had a a battle on this one. <laughs> for second worst um total energy for second worst. I'll have to go with uh that is it's pathetic. It's not. That's I like wanted, something that, that I wanted to like it. I, I it's can't. Just I can't like it. Yeah. I, to me, it's just the colors don't work together. Yeah. Uh, it is. Like I mean, unicorn. it's painful. Looks like yeah. a unicorn shit on the bottom of your jersey. Like a local yeah. club that I joined. And I'm like, I gotta ride with this for yeah. a freaking year. Yeah. I mean, that's how disappointing it would be to me. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that. I'm not at all. a fan either. Uh, and my top shit kit. Is is I you know and I'm probably being too harsh on them because it's the the color means something to the team but I, I still don't like Astana I've just oh. hate maybe it's because I don't like the team but just that color it's it's too much it's like the helmets the the bikes the jerseys the you know it's all through and it's just like I don't like it and I you know Nibali's back there and I you know I just reason for me to not root for Nibali I just I don't like the team and and I associate the team with the color. I was teetering on that. But I think I found one worse. And it has that same stupid stitching thing that I hated with <laughs> FDJ. <laughs> Why is Bike Exchange such an ugly kit this year? It really? is and I think the helmets. I don't know what it is, but these are helmets. It's not Scotch Giants. Helmets. Oh. But the, yeah, the <laughs> the helmets on these make them look stupid, really? I think. And I the blue shorts why are you doing that, man? Why, yeah. like, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still a fan of dark shorts. Yeah, yeah, like, I just don't. And the uncomfortable like fade up yeah. just looks weird. And that was know. that was my battle between EF and and yeah. that one. But EF caught me. I the more I looked at it, nah, nah. Yeah, it was it was not good. Your worst kit, Paul. My worst kit. It is uh, Intermarché. Oh really? That okay. thing is like yeah, never looked good. They haven't done anything, and it's just plastered with. It's and it's hard because one. they're a Belgian team. Yeah, you know. So it's yeah. but and and, and you kind of want to root for them because they're. Underdogs. I do. Yeah, yeah. they're huge yeah. underdogs. But their kit is just. It's just too much. Yeah, you know, it, it is just awful. They got Kristoff. Yeah, Kristoff's oh, riding for. Yep. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is make or break for him. Yeah. Um, okay, before we finish off the kits, I do have to ask your personal opinion. They've been around forever. Age Désert, the brown shorts. What are your thoughts on the brown shorts? Have you just grown to like him? Are they disgusting? Do they look like poop pants? <laughs> I think that... Poopy pants. I, I don't mind them anymore. I don't either. Yeah, me either. But I... At first, I remember looking at them going, fucking brown? Yeah. Yeah. But I will show a little disrespect their way for keeping the same damn kit. Yeah. No, they did tweak it last year. They kind of it's like it's like it's like when you got your first computers and you're like, holy shit, look at how big the font goes. They didn't, and they just did that, and they did it yeah. at an angle. They didn't do it this year though, which I was like, 
That's EF, a bummer. EF did take a little tweak out of. Oh, they're the. It's not an angle. No, they kept every, like they kept. Ajay Duzer kept the same kit from last oh, year, this year, yeah, which yeah, I think yeah. is disappointing yeah. because I like yeah. the creativity of teams coming out with new kits. Every EF year. did technically steal the the the, the angle. Low, yeah, logo yeah. on an angle. I, I like yeah. I like the Ajay Duzer kit. I just yeah. think it's boring that they kept the same one. Same yeah. one. Yeah. Well, it's a man. You know, yeah. Yeah. It do yeah. It. Middle of the road. It's not offensive. Yeah. It's not a total. Kind of like the results. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Not gonna happen. All right. Um, so there we go. If if you agree with us or disagree with us, bring it. Uh, some of you guys were, were commenting on 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 the YouTube's, and that was nice. Hey, Brent. By the yeah. way, good to, good to hear from Brent. Brent's been on the show before. It's nice to hear. Um, if you have questions, comments, ideas, or want to play along, be sure to follow us on social media as well as catch us live right here Tuesdays at six o'clock Pacific, belling up to the Rim Break Bar. <laughs> God, we Jackson still pouting. Um, I, I so there we go. Right here, Tuesday, six o'clock. Stay safe, you guys. Uh, big thoughts to Egan Bernal and his family and and loved ones. And we'll catch up with you guys next week. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Talk to you later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.